Jet fuel can't melt steel beams. <laughs> the man in the office. That's who's controlling things now. Oh, you know, you wise up. Wake oh, up, sheeple. Know, yeah, that's exactly it. Wake up. What are you doing? It's the man in the office. That guy, he's not the referee. Just a patsy. I think it would lift the spirits of the nation. I don't give a fuck about the nation of Morocco. It's people's lives are at risk. Oli Gunnar, where would you like the statue? <laughs> it's an absolute disgrace. I refuse to answer that question. We'll take that as a yes, then. Take it whatever you want. I don't understand that politics, coronavirus. Why me? I wear a base cap and uh, have a bad shave. Hello, comrades, and you're very welcome to the Football Spin. It's uh, Paddy McKenna here, Thursday night. We've just watched the champions of England, Europe and the world get beat 4-0 by Manchester City. A week is a long time in football, uh, Dion Fanny. Naz Chowdhury's here as well. Obviously, the kind of cliche goes that the players have been having a good time and all that kind of stuff. And then Jurgen Klopp comes out and he gives his interview, which you cynically could say takes a lot of focus and attention of the 4-0 defeat to Manchester City. Where's your mind at? Where's my mind at? Yeah, I haven't watched all that. I haven't watched Clapp and what he's just said. Well, I, um, I think, well, I don't think it's anything to do with take distracting. Like, Liverpool have won the league. No, like, it doesn't don't, matter. Don't, 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 don't get the touchy, Dion. Dion, don't get touchy. They've won the league. Like, it doesn't, they don't need to distract. Like, a 4-0, like, there's so much nonsense talked about like this idea that you know Manchester City have set down a marker for next season uh like that is like all of that is is absolute rubbish that is in the same category as like will revenge be on your mind when you're asking a player about you know uh when like if, when England are playing America somebody asking them like will revenge be on your mind for 1950 um you know like this is like these this is not how it operates and it's not uh, like when Liverpool play Manchester City next season, Manchester City won't be thinking, "Oh well, we beat them, we beat them four 0 We know we can beat them. They know they can beat them anyway because they're Manchester City, and Liverpool know they can beat Manchester City. It doesn't have anything to do with anything, anything like that. There's no need for Klopp to distract. Um, it was, it was clearly a terrible performance caused almost entirely by the fact that Liverpool uh, have been celebrating for a week, like. Um, Guardiola said afterwards, you know, Liverpool drank a lot, clearly like they they drank a lot of beers in that kind of uh, frat boy way that that uh, Pep can talk. Um, but they did they didn't have any beers in their system. They were focused when they came out tonight. They drank a lot of beers during the week, and obviously, and we'll listen to Klopp in a second. But Klopp was, uh, you know, didn't want to go down this like really didn't want to entertain the idea that they were. Uh, they were distracted or their their head wasn't in this game. But um, their head wasn't in this game. Like, why would their head be in this game? Why would Liverpool... Nobody else's head was in this game. Like, people have been spending their weeks talking about the, like, the, guard, the guard of honour and, and whether it's, you know, if it's... A, like, who is, who is disrespecting who by being in a guard of honour? Um, nobody's head was in this game. Um, so clearly they weren't there. And I think Liverpool are the type of team that need to be um, 
their whole game is based or so much of their game is based on an energy and a and a drive that um if it if it drops off if you if you're not really that concerned it's going to be it's going to be there um but let me we'll just listen to what Klopp had to say and how he kind of went around the houses with Jeff Shreve on it Jürgen, you said before the game we're prepared as well as we can. We won't know until it starts how it will turn out. What did you make of it and the way the game panned out? I think I, I understood your question in that manner that you weren't sure how much it means to us, this game, or how much we are not sure. What, what did you mean by the question when you asked for preparation? Pretty much, you said. Like, I know, I know. We're, we're all human beings. Exactly. We won't, we won't but that wasn't more of a point. I understood it like attitude-wise. Are we really, is, it, is the game important to us? How will we go? And I saw a brilliant attitude. I saw boys who were fighting with all they have. We, did, we didn't behave like somebody who became um, um, chairman a week ago. So, like, it's not important. So, we, that was all good. We lacked fluidity. Fluid, fluidity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, that's for sure. Um, and... In some situations, 50-50, they were just they were quicker than us in mind. That's that's true as well, and that's what they use. Then the pitch becomes big immediately. So first goal, we leave Joe um, felt like five minutes alone in a challenge with with um, with Sterling. Um, then he just, there must be a second player. I think before the second goal we lose the ball. The third goal could have been a, which makes no sense, but can happen. But just against City, you have then massive problems. Um, they used their chances, not all, but a lot, and, and we didn't. So if City was a 100% deserve win, of course, today, but like a 5-3 or something like that, I, I would have would have been possible as well. So it doesn't make the, result, the, the things better, but now it's a 4-0, and um, we have to take that, and we do that, and that's it. At 0-0, did you have decent chances yourself? You ask me? Why you ask me if we had decent chances? No, do you think you had decent chances at nil? We had moments. We had moments. But you watch a game completely calm. Why you ask me if we had decent chances? It makes no sense. This question. If you have decent chances, ask me about them. So we had chances. We were in situations. Sadio Mane was in the box. We didn't use them. That's true. We were maybe they were not clear enough in moments and stuff. But we had moments where we could have scored, and we didn't. So there was a, a situation with um, Ederson. It's a good moment for us. The goalie comes out, takes full risk, is lucky in this situation. So maybe and um, these kind of things, we had them, but for sure not exactly as often enough. And how always in football, if we don't score, it's difficult to mention chances, obviously, because then everybody forgets them immediately. Even I forget them, obviously, and that's uh, the situation. But it's all okay. It's not nice. It's not at all we wanted. But I wanted to see that we, that we have really the right attitude. And I saw that, and for that I'm fine. And the result we have to take. In any way, do you have to put it in perspective at all? The fact that, as we said before the game, you saw the attitude you want, you saw the things you wanted, but you've just won the title. Do you have to apply perspective at all? Sorry? Do you have to apply perspective at all? What does that mean? I don't understand the English now, sorry. What does it mean? Do we have to... In terms of perspective, in you've just won the title... You said they were quicker in certain areas yourself. You were happy with the attitude of your players tonight. If you want to lead this story in the direction that we were not here with our, with our, that we were not focused on that game, then do it. So that's you ask a second time now. When I speak about attitude, I like my, I like my team. How they, how they set up. I said that, and I thought it's clear. If you go again with that, we have to. I think we proved that point, and we proved as well that City is an unbelievable good team. So, isn't it nice that in this league uh, another team can be champion, even when City is around and plays this kind of football, is able to play this kind of football? That's that's a surprise as well. I was about to say, you also have to give credit for how well City played tonight. 
Ah, I forgot that. Maybe. Sorry. Yes, I said it. I said it. CD is outstanding. I said that. I have absolutely give credit. By the way, I do that always because they are incredible. I saw City's season. I didn't see a bad game. Honestly, even when they lost, they still played really good football. But in the end, um, the situation is like this. Thank you, Jürgen. Welcome. Well, you see, there, I, I thought towards the end there, I thought maybe he's going to uh, he's going to kind of make up with Jeff on air too. He's going to say, sorry, Jeff, you know, I, I, maybe I didn't understand your question fully all the time, uh, you know, when you're talking about perspective. Um, but he was so insistent that this idea that there were, their attitude, um, he, he didn't want that to be the story. And I think he was just pissed off at the performance. But um, I think I don't think there's any way <coughs> it would be much worrying, much more worrying for Liverpool uh, if if it wasn't the, if it wasn't because they had won the league a week ago. Uh, it would be much more concerning for them. Um, but also, you know, performances happen like things like this happen. Like Liverpool lost, and it was because uh, Mane was sent off. They'd lose five nil to Manchester City, four five nil in the. Uh, 2017 was it in the league when Manning got sent off uh, and um, so like you know games run away from you but I don't think there was anything uh, I think that I think it's a game of no significance um, no importance and um, there's really nothing to kind of there's nothing there, there are no so nothing, no, no, nothing premeditated about that you don't think about Klopp about the interview or about the game the interview what do you mean premeditated? Like I think he's he's uh I think like he, he body he bodied Jeff Shreves like it's just he, like, he was pissed off he premeditated maybe he was pissed off he saw like he's, he was looking at Jeff Shreves and going like <laughs> you, you asked me some annoying questions beforehand uh but like I don't think I don't think it was I I really I like I don't think it was any attempt to like I like that that stuff. Like this idea that it was an attempt to to take away from something. I don't think it's anything like that. He may have been in. A, mm. I think some a bad mood is a bad mood. Like that was always that was the most like with Mourinho, and we'll come to Mourinho later. But that was always the oh, the, like the line with Mourinho. Jose is just trying to distract from a bad result. Like you know the Eva Canero situation uh, when he attacked his physio. And you know, brought like so much, uh, you know, verbally uh, attacked her after a game, uh, and brought so much shit down upon Chelsea. Like when that happened first, I remember people saying, oh, "That's classic Jose. He's just trying to distract from like a two-two draw, whatever game, whatever was the result that day. You know, he's trying to distract by by impugning the integrity of his club of his club doctor." That's that's what he'll do to you know, distract from a draw, um, uh, and that's not it. Managers come in and they say things because they're pissed off. They say things because that's how they operate. They say that's what they do. I think Klopp was pissed off. I don't think, like, what what difference does it make? Why would you be thinking I've got to distract from this? Like, why why would you care? Why would you care, Naz? What what did you make of uh, Klopp at the final whistle with Jeff Shrews? Um, I mean, personally, I found it uh, thoroughly entertaining. Um, this, this, uh, I, th- I suspect Liverpool fans will quite like it because it shows that even in a, in a, what was essentially a meaningless game, uh, Klopp was Klopp was really uh, clearly pissed off by it and uh, took it out on poor Jeff Shreves. I mean, 
the thing is, Jeff Reeves was just asking normal questions. He wasn't even sort of he wasn't even sort of uh, probing or sort of trying to catch uh, Klopp out. But like, like, like if if Klopp had, had sort of reacted to me like that, I'd be well fussed. I'd I'd be, I'd be sweating like like Prince Prince Andrew is today. Probably it was it was it was, it was like um, every little thing he was just picking up on. Like at one point, sort of like Klopp has excellent English. Like, like at one point he's like, oh, I, I'm sorry, I don't understand the language and all this. I'm thinking, what is all that about? But like, no, I think I think it was I think it was pure irritation. I think he, I think he was a, I think he was a bit embarrassed because obviously you, you don't want to lose four 0 Like. Um, there's a there's a there's a famous uh, have you seen have you seen is it Captain's Log where Steve Bruce made a behind the scenes documentary of uh, the first season United won the league and um, there's quite a comical moment where um, it's it's a game after United have already won the league and then um, Fergie's giving a, giving his team talk and he's saying come on lads you've earned you've earned today. It's a special day. Go out there, enjoy yourselves, make the most of it. Wave to your family. Just, just uh, this is the day you can sort of relax and just play your normal game. You, you, you can just play, express yourself, have a really good time, but win. And then, like all the, but all the players started laughing in the like, like in the changing room because like it was so like it was so typical of Ferguson. Like as in like he didn't want as as much as he knew that they're going to get the sort of trophy that day. He he didn't want it to be sort of sullied by. Uh, by a by a defeat or anything, so of course, like Klopp's Klopp's a little bit embarrassed, and uh, but I I, th- I a I think Liverpool fans will quite like that reaction. B it kind of makes me kind of hopeful because because the thing with last last season last season was really close um, uh, between City and and Liverpool, and neither manager really sort of cracked up. Like they both dealt with the pressure pretty well, but like it's the first time I've seen that side of Klopp and it kind of kind of makes me I, I I I just wonder like how um how that will sort of play out next season like if it's quite a close close sort of title sort of uh, race and and Klopp is will then be a defending champion that could be an interesting dynamic because um it's not just uh Liverpool going for the first one or it's not it's not Liverpool winning at a cancer or it's not Liverpool coming from behind it'll be Liverpool up there to be short so that'll be an interesting dynamic, but um, also I, I, as much as the game was meaningless, and as much as the four nil sort of scoreline doesn't doesn't sort of uh, signal anything really, I, th- I think the one thing it does show is how important. And it, and again, again, like like I don't want this to become like a backhanded uh, compliment to Liverpool, but I think it shows how much uh, drive and desire to win makes a difference because it's not just about quality because um Liverpool were definitely trying. It's not as if Liverpool were sort of like phoning it in or sort of taking it easy. Like you could see you could see the players were embarrassed and, and even like going a goal down. They, they actually started well, but even going a goal down, they were still they were sort of, sort of still fighting, still still trying to go for things and and uh, not definitely not sort of relaxing. But it just shows that 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 like 1 or 2% that they were missing because there's nothing to fight for makes a difference and it, and it just goes to show that sort of as much as x or y team might have better players or whatever it's it's the teams that 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 want it more that will find that one or two percent and and as soon as that jeopardy as soon as that risk is gone 
it can make all the difference. It can it can be the difference between a victory and losing four 0 See, yeah, I wonder about that though because I was thinking like City. I think sometimes you can probably play not wanting it is actually like sometimes the biggest difficulty is playing when you want it when you really want it when the pressure is on. Uh, and I wonder if City uh, with with two two advantages, not really caring either, and then not having drunk a lot of beers during the week. Um, would would have actually found it easier just to go out there and relax and play because they don't they don't they have the city had nothing nothing to lose. Uh, Liverpool had all this stuff about oh will they go out and you know will they will have they been on the beer have they uh, ha, will they will they go out and play like champions? Oh, there was probably more pressure on them than there was on City who had nothing to uh, you know like all you know they win and it's like oh you've put down a marker for next season they and they lose and it's like yeah Liverpool are are champions and we all know that so um i don't know i think what all that i think there's there are different ways of looking at it maybe it's true but i think also that that sense of being relaxed and not not caring it is always kind of a sweet spot of like of not caring too much as oh, well i i completely agree but but but, but I'd, I'd suggest that it's it's almost the other side of the same coin because because you do get teams like that you do get teams who when there's nothing at risk Look, look amazing! Like there was times under Wenger where where Arsenal, when there was nothing to play for and there was no sort of pressure, they were beautiful to watch and they'd they'd win at a counter. But then as soon as it, as soon as there was some risk involved, as soon as they got to the point where it was a must win game, they'd crumble. So, so so absolutely, like like I think that's definitely the case. And and again, like going back to me, sort of bringing United back into everything. Like like this, this all. Do you remember there was that game? Where United were going for the title, and he described West Ham's sort of uh, their sort of attempts to win the bo- uh, win the game, and their sort of fight being obscene. He described it as obscene because uh, how dare they try so hard to stop United when United had something to play for and they didn't. But again, th- that's the thing. Some, like you say, sometimes when you've got nothing to, to, to when there's no sort of risk, you can just you can, you've got nothing to lose. You can you can, you can enjoy it. Um, in the earlier game today. This evening, very good win for Sheffield United, who've had a bit of a rocky return from their uh, lockdown. But they beat Spurs 3-1. Um, we'll get to Jose in a minute, but there's this really like strange, but uh, you some may say touching, others may say just full-on strange reaction from Chris Wilder when after the game he's been interviewed. And it, he has someone um, hijack his interview and congratulate him. It's Jose Marie. Turned a little bit of a corner. And uh, we're moving forward. I'm sorry. I was in your office with your boys. No problem. We've had to go. Okay, thanks, thanks very much. Excuse me. Take care. Excuse me. Bye. Class act, by the way. Like I said, just uh, like class act today. He's uh, and uh, won everything. And, you know, it's quite a uh, humbling moment, really, when, when, he, when he comes up. But, uh, dear me, it's, uh, he's... You know, his, his team's just got beat 3-1 and he's had a, a really poor decision go against them and uh, I think that speaks volumes for what he's about. Somebody still uh, believes in Jose. Chris Wilder, he's a class act. Uh, he still he still sees sees something in, in, in Jose Mourinho. Um, again, I think we talked about this before with Chris Wilder very early on uh, and Jose as well. Total... Uh, Lack of um, awareness of so social distancing regulations, like a hug uh, from behind too, or from the side, like 
uh, you know, no, um, like that's like the total uh, contravention of everything we hold dear now as social distancers. Someone will come up and like hug you from, you know, side on uh, when you might not even be expecting it. But, you know, Chris Wilder doesn't care. Just, you know, there's a handshake, the whole lot. Now, as you know, as we keep pointing out, they are tested regularly so they know they're they're, they're probably okay but there's just the uh the um the, you know it's very strange these days to see to see people um you know in 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 close contact with each other but that's what happens when you have two managers with the mutual respect that Chris Wilder and Jose Mourinho have for each other they cannot uh 2 meters 2 meters is not is not a distance that that can that can quantify the, the mutual respect you know you have to you have to break that you have to go within to the one meter area and then you have to go beyond that you have to go you know there's a who is is 1.5 is two meters so there's some other body that says 1.5 meters there's some other body that says one meter but two great football men they go under a meter and they come together and they come to, and they and they show that respect and it's Wonderful to see. Um, it's wonderful to see, but it's also uh, a game which, once again, uh, I well, no, I think it, it it is it's a game where you actually. I think it's now time to just wonder uh, when Jose Mourinho, how long Jose Mourinho will last at Tottenham. Nods Spurs are in ninth, level on points with Burnley. Uh, so Sean Dyche, probably another mutual appreciation society there, Jose and Sean Dyche. Well, they're they're level pegging, 45 points each. And there's a lot of good teams in the league now, like even just looking forward to next season. You think of the teams that are ahead of Spurs in the table, it's hard to say Sheffield United, maybe, who they've been beaten by today, that will fall out and let Spurs up a place. It's 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 not like as Dion's kind of alluded to, like it doesn't look at all good for, for Mourinho. Yeah, it's, I mean, I mean, quite apart from that bizarre sort of uh, interaction, then I mean, uh, it was I, I just found it strange. I, I know it's quite sweet in a way that uh, Wilder was so touched, but um, yeah, it's, I suppose I suppose if you if you're using um, if you're using uh, Dion's sort of uh, comparison with in terms of sort of like distance and everything, I, I think the R rating there <laughs> took the respect because because there was, the a, was, there was a whole one. lot going on there, perhaps a bit too much. It was. It was far above one. It was catching me. Um, but it's. Um, it feels as if every every job now that Mourinho's getting, because like they always used to be, they always used to be the three season rule with with Mourinho that he'd come in, he'd get immediate success, it would all unravel, and then he'd leave, and then perform the same trick elsewhere. Um, but it seems as if. In his recent jobs, that that three year period is is being truncated further and further each time, and and yeah, it's, it it feels as if the the end starts starts um, earlier and earlier, and and it seems to be happening already at um, at Spurs. It's, you've got all the trademark uh, trademark signs where where like he's he's blaming everyone but himself. Um, he's questioning the players. Uh, He's he's putting out veiled sort of general sort of uh, questions about who's got the commitment and who hasn't, uh, saying things like, "Oh, now I know, now I know who uh, who's going to betray me or who is betraying me." He's um, 
he's very soon like once once the season's over and and we're into the close season even though he's fully fully aware what he came into at Spurs in terms of their obvious uh, limited resources in the transfer market and uh, the way that Daniel Levy operates in in quite a prudent sort of a uh, way um he'll start he'll start complaining about that no doubt um it just it just seems as if it's happened so so quickly and and again him questioning the players it's got, it's got to a point where there's there's fewer and fewer places for him to hide uh in terms of he he will he will start questioning the players and and the quality of the players but these are the same players that very recently were were sort of uh, getting to champions league finals and looking uh like like the most likely team to 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 break up the the, the top 2 um he's it's just it's it's a little bit sad to see um and 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 even and even the sort of interview afterwards it was it was touching a different way from uh Klopp because mm. because Klopp at no point did Klopp criticize his players and Klopp was getting touchy from the position of a winner who's who's just won the Premier League and is getting touchy about uh essentially what is a meaningless game after that whereas Mourinho um is in theory was going for like a Europa League spot, or, or or perhaps higher, and 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 just cemented what looks like uh, mediocrity now. Um, so it's uh, it's not good signs for Spurs. And like a part of me wonders whether whether you could even have a situation where Pochettino might come back because he's made he's made noises about how fond he is of Spurs and like kind of left the door open. So you never know. We'll get to Poch in one second because I do want to stick with Jose for a moment. Um, Jose, this is him. This is Tessie Jose speaking to Sky Sports after the game. I would like to, but I can't say what I what I think. I would be I'd be in trouble. I would be suspended. I don't want to be. Can I draw you a little bit though on whether you feel it's VAR or it's that handball, the attacking handball don't ask. rule? I cannot say what uh, what I think. I would like to say. But I cannot say. Have you spoken to the referee? Which one? The one here. The one here is not the referee. The referee is hidden in some office at, I think, St. George's Park. Uh, I think he's there. The the referee is there. This man on the pitch is not the referee. He doesn't doesn't make the decisions. The main decisions of football now are made by... The man in the in the office. Jet fuel can't melt steel beams. <laughs> the man in the office. That's who's controlling things now. Don't you know you wise up. Wake oh, up, sheeple. I know, yeah, that's exactly it. Wake up. What are you doing? It's the man in the office. That guy, he's not the referee. Just a patsy. <laughs> All of you people, like it's uh, no, that is um, that is classic Jose distracting from the result by revealing his own in in incapability of managing at the highest level anymore, um, and that's the problem. That is like that is uh, like he does. I, I not what Nod says is right. Like the difference the difference between Klopp's rage and Mourinho's now is the difference between like. Uh, it is a, it is it is a power thing. It is like seeing um 
you know, uh, a kind of a, a highly like adept, like leader, angry about something and seeing somebody who's standing at a bus stop having got soaked by 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 a puddle, you know, splashed up from a passing truck just after he's missed his bus. And he's standing there soaked, complaining that the bus always leaves a little bit earlier than it should. You know, like that's that's Mourinho. Like it's just uh, he just looks he looks defeated. Like this is the thing about him. He does actually look like he is he is a, becoming kind of just accustomed to defeat, and he is becoming accustomed to defeat. And he's able he he is able to wheel out these lines, and you know. Point fingers in direction of his players. Talk about VAR. You know the VAR. The, the decision was was well. It was the handball. The handball rule, which is, was crazy. Which v, like VAR uh, picks up on this handball rule that like uh, which couldn't have got picked up without it. But that doesn't matter. Like it is just this wearying sense every time when you get yeah we've heard this before. We've heard this before, and it isn't. And again, it's a thing you can't. Uh, you can't do that. If if there was a time when it worked for Jose Mourinho to to create these sideshows and distractions and this big this big set two over here uh, while something else is going on over there, then this is not the time because this is this is the story. The story isn't Spurs leading losing to Sheffield United. The story is Jose Mourinho's. Jose Mourinho's um, just uh, dwindling ability as a manager, um, and that's that's what he that's what he um, draws attention to when he when he starts speaking like this, as well as the defeats. And it's it's uh, it's an extraordinary like it is, <clears throat> it, it it's an extraordinary again. Daniel Levy's decision to appoint Jose Mourinho is is really is going to go back like it, it's such. Such a terrible decision. Like I can understand why Pochettino let, was was left, and why they, the players were tired. They were tired of his methods. Uh, you know, he demanded so much of them, but he demanded so much of them in a certain way and in a certain direction. And you know, if you look at him getting to the Champions League final last year, they got to the Champions League final. And the only thing that anyone can ever tell you about Jose Mourinho and why Daniel Levy appointed him because he wanted they wanted to win trophies. What trophies? Like, what trophies do you want to win? Like, do you really think winning the Carabao Cup would be better than getting to the Champions League final and losing? Like, it's better to lose the Champions League final than it is to win the FA Cup or the Carabao Cup. Uh, and that's what you might get with Jose Mourinho, but you won't, you won't get the other things anymore. You won't get a team that's going to challenge um, for, you know, in Europe the way the way Poch, Pochettino created that team, so I I find it, it it is it is one of the the rashest dumbest moves made by by a club chairman in a long time. It's 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 just bizarre. It's like you say. It's uh, and again, Mourinho like there's nothing. It's also predictable. And like you saying, like we've heard it all before. Like he's literally like this. This former star, like like playing out every night at Las Vegas now, like like tonight was like a like a, a shit rendition of uh, I prefer not to speak. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was like Connor. It was like Connor Moore does him better. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. He's like a shit Im- Im- impressionist of himself. Like, like, and this, uh, this whole, this whole conspiracy. Like the literally the only silverware he's gonna have. Like, like you suggested, Dion, is the is the is the tin foil on his head. Um, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's the whole thing about the the, the referee was bizarre. Like, like it, it reminded me of um, Superman two. When, when, when they when there used to be some kind of modicum of sort of uh, respect and authority about the White House, you have that scene where General Zod goes into the White House and sort of says to the fella sat behind the desk, kneel before Zod, and he comes along and kneels, and then Zod sort of says, "No, you are not the true leader. A true leader would not kneel so easily," as if like fucking. Uh, uh, the president of America is unimpeachable, and then and then and then the real president sort of comes around the corner and says, "Yes, this is me. I'm the real president, and I and and I will take a few more seconds to kneel in front of you." It's a it's a it's, it's a little bit like that where like where like Mourinho's like, "Oh, like oh, do you guys think he's the ref? Do you think he's in charge? No, he's not. There's like there's a guy in the sky like like controlling things. It's 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 like I, do you know do you know where Mourinho belongs? He belongs on fucking parlor. <laughs> that's where his trajectory is heading gentlemen we leave it there um, we will be back again Saturday morning I think and we're back again Sunday evening as well uh, Premier League's off tomorrow and so is the football spin um, we might get to uh, might get to player of the season at some point soon you know let's, let's crank that one up Dion and Nas yeah I can, I can sense the enthusiasm uh, thanks very much to Naz, to Dion, and thanks to you guys for listening in. If you haven't already done so, click subscribe. And we'll be back in the weekend. Good luck. I think it would lift the spirits of the nation. I don't give a fuck about the nation of Morocco. It's people's lives are at risk. Oli Gunnar, where would you like the statue? <laughs> it's an absolute disgrace. I refuse to answer that question. We'll take that as a yes, then. Take it whatever you want. I don't understand that. Politics, coronavirus... Why me? I wear a base cap and uh, I have a bad shave.